0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Midlife Crisis Podcast with me, Trevor Pritchard. Today, I want to talk to you a little bit about how my year has gone so far. 2020 so far has been really exciting, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. And it's going to continue to be exciting because I've got a lot planned for this year. So first of all, you know, over the break since I last uploaded, and I'm really sorry about this uploading because I've had trouble with my podcast provider whatever you want to call it i've had problems with that i've had technical difficulties um and i've had a few things that i've had to really sort of get on top of in order to start bringing podcasts again so the podcast today is a story time of so much really excited sighting that's happened to me over this this year so far now this to anybody who's um used to these podcasts and you've listened to those podcasts before, you're going to be like, hang on, why is he uploading on a Saturday? Well, there's a very good reason for that, and I'm going to get into that in just a little while. Over the Christmas period and up to now, um, I was on Twitter quite a lot, as I am, because you know I'm a Twitter addict, and I had a tweet that went sort of semi-viral, right? There was a lot of um, response to it. And thankfully, I gained a lot of followers. So if you're one of my new followers on Twitter, welcome and thank you for following. I know you didn't have to do that. And I hope that I keep you as entertained as I hope that I entertain people. So stick around. Things are going to get a lot better over this the course of 2020. But that's by the by. So what happened was um, there was some talk on Twitter about racism in football. As a Twitter person, as somebody who's kind of addicted to Twitter, um, I'll tweet sort of like five, six times a day. Because well, when things come into my head, I'll just put it straight on Twitter because that's the sort of person I am. So if you really want to know what I'm like, have a look on Twitter and have a look at the stupid crap that I think um, during the day. I went on Twitter and I was talking about the racism in football, saying that I can't understand it. Because I support West Bromwich Albion, and we just don't do that there. A lot of people are surprised at me saying that. No racism at all. Let me just get this straight for you, right? I am not one of those people who will say there's no racism when there is racism, right? I have never witnessed a racist incident at West Bromwich Albion Football Club, right? Away fans, different story. But our fans, let's face it, best fans in the world, right? And I ain't even going to say arguably best fans in the world. They are the best fans in the world, right? I tweeted this out and I got a lot of response and I got a lot of people saying, yeah, as it should be, that's the way it is, that's the way Albion do things. So I got a lot of people just so agreeing with me and it just showed, you know, the way the club deals with this sort of thing. So, you know, I'm I'm having a few back and forths. um, And I was contacted by somebody um, actually at the club. And they basically says, we want you to come and talk to us about possibly doing something for West Bromwich Albion. And, you know, when my club calls, I answer. Um, (laughs) I mean, obviously, they don't want me to put shorts on and play centre-half. You know, that ain't going to happen. So few direct messages have uh, gone backwards and forwards between me and the club. They invited me to come down and speak to them um, at the training ground. So off I toddled, um, down to the training ground. And, you know, I've walked walked down to the training ground because, you know, I've gone on the bus. Um, that's another story. Um, so I've got down there on the bus and I've, I've walked down to the training ground. And I start... Sort of feeling a little bit shaky as I get, so as I can see the building. Um, Let me describe this scene to you. There's like cars sort of parked on the car park. There's nobody actually on the training uh, field at the time, which, you know, I'd have never gone in the building if I'd have seen that. Um, And I've, you know, seen the uh, building stretch out before me. I've gone up to the doors and I've looked through the side window, and there is the manager. There's Billick. Right there, on the phone, doing business. And I'm like, holy shit. (laughs) That is my manager, right there. So I've gone through the door, security guard asked me sort of, you know, who I've come to see. And I've told him who I've come to see. And then I sort of lock eyes with the person that stood at the reception desk. And it's only James Morrison. I've nearly wet myself at this point, right? Right completely starstruck right i have no clue what i'm doing right at this point at this point you could have told me that i was there to clean toilets right and i'd have been like where's brush it was it was mad right it was surreal and talking of surreal right anyway um so James Morrison said like seeing that i'm having problems communicating at this point And he says, um, yeah, I'll take you down to uh, the office of the guy you've got to see. Oh, oh, oh God. I'm actually being shown through the training facility by James Morrison. This is crazy. Um, The worst part of it is the bit that makes me feel so stupid, right? I was thinking, wow, this is surreal. And then I got this feeling, I was like, why did my lips just move? And then I realized that I'd just said, out loud to James Morrison, 47-year-old man, by the way, right? He's supposed to have his shit together. I've just said out loud to him, oh, my God, this is surreal. If you hear this, James Morrison, I'm really sorry that I was a complete klutz that day, right? But you've got to realise, right, that it ain't an everyday occurrence for me, this. So anyway, so I've gone and sat and um, spoke to a couple of the guys um, from uh, the press office, I guess, um, at West Brom, and they've talked about it. And what they asked me to do was they asked me if I would be interested in perhaps writing something for the programme, for the uh, match day programme. And of course when my club calls I answer you know it's not like they're wanting me to get on the pitch and you know play centre back or anything like that so it was quite easy for me to just express in words how I feel about stuff I chatted to them for a while and they were saying like how much that they still focus on keeping racism out of the Hawthorns let me tell you this right it's not it's going to sound because it sound like because I'm a West Brom fan, right? But from what they've said to me and the things that they've got in place that they explained to me, right? West Bromwich Albion will never take their foot off the pedal when it comes to keeping this out of the Hawthorns. It's a matter of pride. It's a matter of tradition, right? They won't rest on the laurels with this. They will never let somebody be abused in our ground by our fans they absolutely assured me of that right now i I thought about it right and i I thought i couldn't remember seeing any sort of see it report it thing around the ground it's there right there's there's a full thing there but the fact is i've never needed it no it's never been needed So West Brom, I'm absolutely committed to keeping racism out of football. And I am so 100% sure that they'll do that. As a club, as a business, as a part of the community, both the wider community of Sandwell and the community in football, West Brom, they're all out to lead the way. You know, look through our history and... That's abundantly clear. Why we have this great tradition at West Brom, you know, first two regularly field black players in uh, Cyril Regis, Batson Cunningham. It's with such a mixed community in Sandwell. You look around the ground and like every uh, ethnicity, religious group is is all there. All for one reason, our love of West Bromwich Albion Football Club. So West Brom has got a really tight grip on this. And to be honest, I've never seen a business have such a tight grip on how they function as a as a club, as a business when it comes to combating racism. From what they was telling me, obviously, you know, they were telling me that you know this is something that a matter of pride that they want to keep going and that they want to keep West Bromwich Albion as the club that you can get to and enjoy football you know i mean really enjoy football you know sort of semi you know exclusive of what happens on the pitch it's it's about family you know it's a club that's there for you know whether you a five year old going to your first game, or you're in your 90s and you go into a game, you can feel safe when it comes to this stuff at West Bromwich Albion. It's a family club for families. There's no, I, I can't think of a club like it. I can't think of anywhere that I would go where I feel safer. You know, I even I actually said in my tweet that, you know, West Bromwich Albion is my safe space. It is, I feel safe there because I know that, say, oh, you know, touch wood, it never happens, but if I'm at the Hawthorns and I'm in some sort of trouble, if I have a medical emergency or anything like that, not only are the things in place that the club put there, but the person sitting next to me or the person sitting behind me, or I've never met before in my life, I know that somebody will help me. I am confident of that. If I took my little boy to a game, and for some reason we got separated, I know that my son would be helped. I feel safe, safe taking my kids to West Brom. Now, anyway, so what happened was they they says about um, write something. Um, if I'd like to write something for the uh, program, of course I said yeah, and following that um, they asked me if I'd come up to the Hawthorns. Do some photos, so I had to do a you know, (laughs) I had to do a photo shoot at the Hawthorns. You know how it is for us international models. Um, (laughs) I'll tell you the funny thing though about the photos, right? I looked at some of the pictures, right? As the guy was taking the pictures on the uh, you know, I was looking on the screen at the back of the camera. There's one I'm sat in the dugout, right? And I'm just sat there thinking about like you know, all the great players that have sat in the dugout and the managers that we've had sitting in the dugout and I was like, oh my God, this is just like the place, it? This is the place. I looked at one of the pictures and I actually looked like a wedge with a head on because my head's there and then my body just sort of slopes down and out of sight because of my great big gut. That's the one thing, that's the one major thing that I'm going to take away from that then photos at the hawthorns i am fat i'm not big boned i'm <laughs> i'm not a bit chubby i am fat and um you know keep listening to the podcast because i am going to do something about it now so um you know so there's another thing what's the with you, Albion? Saving my life because I'm going to lose some weight and I'm going to get myself fit and healthy in 2020. I'm 47 now; it's not too late. I can still, yeah. I'm never going to have a six pack, but I can, you know, start making better choices in life. So, but anyway, so um, so yeah, so basically, what's happened is um, I've written a little piece um, for the. uh, I keep forgetting what it's called. I keep saying for the half-time programme for some reason. But for the uh, match day programme, I've written a little piece. Um, obviously, this podcast is coming out on the 1st of February, so today's the day. If you're going up the Orthons and you're getting a um, programme, have a look for it. I'm really proud of it. As a person, as a fan, I'm really proud of having this connection at the Hawthorns, um, and, uh, you know, having the opportunity to sort of, I don't want to say give back, but, you know, West Brom's given me so much pleasure over the years. It's just nice to, when asked to do something, you know, just to put it in my own words, how I feel about the club. Of course I'm going to jump at the chance because, you know, it's been, like I said, it has been a big part of my life over the years, you know, there's many things that I used to do that I don't do now, hobbies that I used to do that I don't do now, but West Brom's always been there. West Brom's always been the thing for me, and I'm proud and I'm honoured to have been asked to do this. So, um yeah, that, so that comes out today, the 1st of February, as does this podcast. I do believe that West Brom are doing some other stuff. They might, might be doing some social media. So go and check out West Bromwich Albion's Twitter page. Hopefully, they should have you know tweeted um, some extra bonus content uh, for you all. Just to say that I was just really pleased. And talking to the guys at West Brom, I'm confident that you know in years to come, when my son wants to go up the Hawthorns, and you don't want to be seen with his you know he's old man now more, and he wants to go with friends or whatever. I'm perfectly happy for that, um because like I said before, West Brom's a family club. it's a safe place for you to take your kids um it's a safe place for you everybody pretty much safe there. It's a fantastic club. it always has been. I love West Brom, obviously, I was asked not to say too much. About it on social media, you know, because of it coming out on the weekend. But also, I'll be keeping an eye out. So, if anything is tweeted, right, follow me on Twitter at um, RoachSoap72. At soap 72 I keep forgetting to say that properly. You yeah, know, with my accent, it, it just don't come off properly. So, yeah, go and have a look at it. If you're getting a um, Program uh, match day program today. Have a look for the piece. You'll see my ugly mug. I don't look good in the picture. I'll be honest with you, right? If you're expecting a good-looking chap, after listening to my sexy voice on the uh, podcasts, that's not what you're going to find. But yeah, go and have a look at it. If you're going to the match today, enjoy the match. Sing loud, sing proud. You know, hopefully this season. We can see ourselves getting back in the premiership. And armor the dingles. That's what we want. We want to arm of the dingles. um So yeah, that's what's been happening with me over the past month. Um so as you can tell, my 2020 is already, already pretty good. You know what I mean? January has been fantastic. I'm recording this on Friday. So you'd be listening to this on Saturday or beyond. can't wait to see how everything's turning out because you know the transfer window should be closed now, I do believe. Thanks for listening. Um, follow me on my social medias on Instagram and on um, Twitter and on Facebook and oh, nearly forgot I've got a website. <laughs> the Midlife Crisis Podcast has a website. Um, if you go on there, you'll see a little bit about me, picture of me. It's not doctored, but it's made in such a way that I actually look kind of good-looking compared to how I look in real life. There's uh, links to all my social media on there. There's links to my Twitter. There's links to my Instagram, links to my Facebook page. There's also links to podcasts, um, Podbean, itunes spotify all the usual subjects basically the uh website is just to point you in the direction of anywhere that you might want to go um so it's to point you in the direction for my um podcast it's for the for my twitter for me instagram and the uh, church of the midlife crisis facebook page all that good stuff's there so go and have a look right because If you have a look and the traffic's there, then that's all good for me. Like I said, give me a follow. Give this uh, podcast a little like um, if you liked it. Consider leaving a review um, if you liked it, because that helps me out a hell of a lot. All that's left to me to say today on this fantastic occasion is, come on you baggies and... A oh,